Welcome to day 344 of Shaped by the Word. We find ourselves coming to the end of our kind of year in Scripture. And at the end of last week, we began our time in, in the letter to the church of, to Ephesus. And so we are in Ephesians. And uh, this is kind of a cool, a cool letter. We, um, we know that in, in Acts 19 is when Paul kind of came to Ephesus and he was there for several years and, and many people came to faith. And so this is a, a church and a, and a people who are very near and, and dear to his heart. And then, you know, as we kind of concluded the book of Acts, we saw that, you know, Paul is in custody in, in Rome. And so he writes this letter to the church in Ephesus. And, and it's a really great letter. It talks a lot about, and especially in the first half, you know, six chapters, the first three really primarily talking about kind of the, the story of the gospel, um, how this this wonderful good news about Christ and how all of the creation, all of history has been pointing to this time when he would come and, and put on flesh and die for sinners. And so a lot of it begins with the story of the gospel, but then the second half really begins to talk about how that story affects our story, right? And it actually changes our story. And our story has changed because of Christ who's invited us into his story. And so the gospel isn't just good news that we intellectually marvel at, but it's actually good news that changes us and, and has an effect on every aspect of our lives. And so we'll see that a little bit um, in, going on later in the week. Um, but today we find ourselves in Ephesians 2, a wonderful chapter um, talking about the, the wonder of the gospel, how how we are people who are saved by grace, and because of that, we don't boast, but we actually live as a new humanity um, mm-hmm. with good works that God's invited us into, and as a people who, though previously had a lot of division, a lot of disunity, this gospel comes in and provides unity and creates a new people mm-hmm. um, who can lay down their differences in light of Christ. And so a really cool chapter. Um, and so before we read Ephesians 2, um, let's go to our Heavenly Father uh, for a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the, the beauty of it, the wonder of it. Um, so often we can just come to your word and just read it and move on. But we, we ask now that in your grace and your kindness, um, you would awaken our hearts to see and behold Christ. And in doing so, may we be transformed and renewed and restored um, as we reflect on all that Christ has done for us. So we ask you would do that by the power of your spirit, um, for your glory and our joy. We pray to all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we begin in Ephesians chapter 2. Here's what the Word of God has for us today. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, 
And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in this world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. So not really a very rich passage, you know, <laughs> um, kind of vanilla, right? No, this is incredible. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. And I love getting to know that this is coming from, you know, the pen and from the heart of Paul, you know, because mm -hmm. we just came out of Acts and we've said this several times throughout the podcast, but we, we see the hostility that Paul had towards Jesus and, and Christians and the church and its advancement. Mm-hmm. But we also know, man, this guy was a student of the word. He knew the Old Testament, yet his eyes were, were darkened. He, he mm -hmm. had not seen what it was pointing to, that all of the, the law and the prophets, everything was pointing to Christ. Then, you know, miraculously, he comes to faith. Mm -hmm. And you have to imagine what a, what a wonder it was for him to, to see, oh my goodness, this is what God was doing in Christ Jesus. And then so he's had years now to think on that and mm -hmm. to dwell on that and to teach on that. And then we get his letter right here, right? And, and so what a wonderful description of the gospel. And, and I love how he just, he doesn't like leave some of the aspects out of it. You know, it's not like, hey, you just put your faith in Jesus and it's grace and you do what you want. Like, no, <laughs> he's invited you in now. Yeah. And I love that line um, in verse 10. He says, for we, plural, are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so just love that. And we see later on, right after that, the, the community aspect, the, the we, the plural nature of the gospel that you're now invited in mm -hmm. to marvel at Christ and to then live and to do these works he's prepared for his church to do. And so just a beautiful description of the gospel, what it does, how it humbles us, but also invites us in, yeah. destroys hostility, brings peace, where there was once division. Mm -hmm. And so 
And uh, as you guys are looking at Ephesians 2, kind of marveling at it, you know, kind of grabbed you as we were reading? Well, um, definitely just going along with what you're saying, that no, just recently seeing Paul's life um, and knowing that he was a very faithful Jew. And, you know, later in, in Philippians, he'll say he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was circumcised on the eighth day. Like he checked every box. And so I would, I could see how that would, um, could be really, really good for somebody who likes to accomplish things, which I would put myself in that category. And so to see how much, how often he says, even in the first, um, several 10 verses of this chapter, like, He's constantly saying, by grace, by grace, we have been offered grace in Christ. Um, and like, for it is by grace you've been saved. And that's not even from yourself. So that by faith, the faith that you have isn't even from you. It's from God. I love that because of the work of Christ in him, he sees the beauty of the grace that's been offered us. And so for those of us who do like to accomplish things and do like to check our boxes and like to have measurable success, like what a wonderful thing that our value is not being in our salvation is not found in mm -hmm. what we accomplish, but it is found in this grace that's been offered to us in Christ through faith that's been given to us by God. That's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. You know, Ephesians 2 is kind of like that multifaceted gem that we're just kind of turning and looking at all the, the aspects, you know, in which the God brings about through through Christ Jesus, you know, so we're, we're saved in him. And, and you get this incredible line, you know, but because of his great love for us, God, who's rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead, it's by grace you've been saved. You know, God raises us up with him. Um, in Him, right? The the two groups have been made one. There's in Him those who were once far away have been brought near. So we're just we're watching, you know, the, just how how deep and rich the gospel really is for all of life. That it's it's through the gospel we're saved. It's through the gospel we're sustained. It's through the gospel we're united in mm -hmm. fellowship with one another. You know, two formerly hostile groups have been brought together, um, but it's also through the gospel that you know we we walk in these good works that are prepared in advance for us to do. You know, and so the reformers used to say that, you know, we're saved by faith alone, but faith never comes alone. You know, it always comes along with the good works that God has prepared for us to walk in. And and that's walking not just individually, but corporately, you mm -hmm. know, as as fellow Jew and Gentiles brought together, um, living in, in the bond of um, the Spirit. We Verse 18 says, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. So you just have a, an incredible chapter that's reminding us of just how rich our salvation is, just how rich the gospel is. Um, and, and we'll never exhaust all of all of these things that are in chapter two. Mm. And we see, you know, the Trinity at work here. You know, Paul is, is going to let us know that here's how God is at work: that God the Father sent Christ the Son, and then now by the Spirit, you know, these people who have been saved by grace, who have received the, the kindness and the mercy offered from the Father in Christ Jesus. They're being built together to become a dwelling by which God lives by His Spirit. And mm -hmm. so again, you know, we're seeing that here's how God was at work in our lives to bring us to Himself and also to sustain us mm -hmm. to the end, that God is at work through the kindness of the Father, sending the Son, and now giving us the Spirit and building this church to be a place that is so different than the world around us. And Mm -hmm. Honestly, just a quick takeaway for me, even reading this is even this passage here gives me a little bit of 
encouragement and desire, like, man, let's be the church. Let's, let's actually live this out. What a beautiful thing it would be if we really took this seriously and let the spirit do its work of, of building us into the body of Christ. And so there is Ephesians 2. Katie, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Not at all. Father, thank you. Thank you for this passage. Um, thank you for this letter and the encouragement that we find um, from it uh, thousands of years after it was written. Um, God, that you are a living God and that you continue to use your word to speak truth to us, to encourage our hearts. Um, and, and remind us that those who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. And that um, encourages us so deeply because we were, those of us who are in Christ, were far off from you. We were your enemies, but you have brought us near um, and you call us your children. And so would we live as, as children of God who have been transformed? Um, would we not be conformed? Um, by the patterns of this world, but would the world see in us a transformation? Would the world see in us um, Christ himself and, and want to know what, what has happened to us? Um, God, it's, it's all for your glory, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.